Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is the Mind Bobby Connection, episode two of Mental Health Fundamentals bite sized tips on optimizing your well being, your life, and your relationships. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Mind Bobby Connection, and feel free to send an email to mindbobbyconnection at gmail.com and reach out for feedback, praise, and criticism. In this episode, we're going to be discussing gratitude and how powerful of a tool it can be for transforming our emotions, our relationships, and the way that we perceive our day-to-day lives. Humans are wired to be pain-averse, and we fear rejection and loss much more than we're excited by gains. This likely has an evolutionary component. The person who more often assumed that the rustling behind them was a predator rather than just the wind would likely have a higher chance of survival, and being more in tune with social cues that threaten one's potential success with a mate or in a social group is also more likely to survive and certainly has its benefits. This negativity bias, of course, manifests differently from culture to culture, and it certainly has a component in ours. It seems like we are floating amongst a sea of media negativity. There's plenty of research on how violence, disaster, and scandal have become more prominent, and you can just turn on your TV or go on your Facebook feed or Twitter and see this for yourself happening in real time. There are, of course, moments when all of us feel more optimistic, when we feel grateful for the people in our lives, for the food on our plate, for the opportunities at our works, whatever it may be. More and more research is being done on how intentionally cultivating gratitude can have tremendous benefits on our day-to-day well-being. There are three formal exercises I often hear about in positive psychology that I want to talk about and then broaden that into our day-to-day experience. The exercises are gratitude journaling, what went well journaling, and the gratitude visit. Gratitude journaling takes a few minutes. It's just the acts of taking a chunk of your day to write down as many things as you can think of that you're truly grateful for, envision them, and feel the emotional attachment to them. The second one is the three things that went well exercise. Writing down three things during the day, no matter how small, that had a positive impact on you, whether that be a conversation with a friend, a task at work, or getting your laundry done, whatever it may be. The third one is a little bit more time-intensive and cheesy. It involves writing a letter to a particular person who has done something you are thankful for or has a presence in your life that's positive, and visiting them to tell them either by reading the letter or by vocalizing it, maybe even texting them. Each of these exercises has been used to improve positive emotions and well-being in different studies, and I think it's intuitive why this would be the case as well. Expressing gratitude to other people and focusing on the things that are positive in our lives is going to make us feel better about our lives in general, and getting into this habit will have an enormous impact on what we're noticing in our day-to-day lives as well. I notice in myself the amount of bewilderment I have at the world around me and how my connections to people are deepening, and even how going into the grocery store generates a sense of wow, there's so much food around me and we're on this rock spinning around the sun and millions of years of evolution and human ingenuity have taken us to a place where we have smartphones and we have kale and tomatoes and kombucha readily available. And this certainly isn't about becoming overly optimistic and unrealistic and Pollyanna. It's simply running a program of positivity as well as a program of skepticism and looking for risk. 
It may feel a bit contrived and fake to operate in this sense, but it's no more fake and contrived than the habit we're in of imagining negative scenarios and replaying bad conversations and imagining how we might get fired and that program that's running in our head. That's also a habit that we've cultivated since birth and we've reinforced over the course of our lives. So remember that there's always something to be grateful for. Even if you're sick and you're starving, there are people supporting you or clean water you might have, or a medication that helps you out, or a starry night, or a comfortable bed, or a supportive community. Even consciousness, even the capacity to experience in itself is really miraculous. It becomes a lot easier to see life as truly a gift when you implement these practices and get in the habit of noticing noticing these things in your day-to-day lives. It can also generate a lot of insight when we take time to notice what things really mean a lot to us, who means a lot to us, what that might mean for what we want to cultivate in our lives, and even give us insight into what some of our weaknesses are. A lot of the things that we're most grateful for are often the things that we feel most vulnerable about. So I encourage everyone to get in the habit of focusing on things when they go well and implementing these exercises, making a few minutes a day to take the time to notice what went well and record what went well so you have a record of it to look back on. And especially in relationships, getting in the habit of telling people what they mean to you that you're grateful for them. I know it's made a tremendous difference in my life and I hope to see that more in individuals, in our community, in just an attitude that we can integrate into our skepticism and our anxiety about the future as well. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. This is the Mind Bobby Connection Mental Health Fundamentals. Check us out on YouTube and send an email to mindbobbyconnection at gmail.com. Become part of the community and always leave your feedback, comments, praise, criticism, whatever it may be. Thanks again and I'll see you guys soon.